for two reasons. It was one tiny room that's smaller than the living room that I had at the other house, and somehow I managed to make it work. Granted, I still have a lot of stuff to put away, and I keep moving so much, but it's even worse when you hurt yourself like a So, uh, it's 30th. Uh, my buddy Ryan comes over to help me out, and <coughs> Ryan, if you're listening, thank you so much, man. I really appreciate you, but me and him, back and forth, many, many trips, got a lot of stuff taken care of, and about to leave the old house to come here, and Brian went to his car, and I was finishing some stuff up. I had like a duffel bag over my shoulder, and I'm walking out my side door, and I forgot that there was a step there. I don't know. I was so tired and beat, and you know, not thinking properly, and I took a step out of my door, expecting to step on level ground, and instead kept going, and I heard a bunch of cracks and a pop of some sort just smashed on the ground, and it's like, dazed and confused for me, like, I had to come to, like, wait, where am I now, like, where am I now, oh yeah, I'm outside, on the side of my house on the ground, like an idiot, and, uh, <coughs> I kind of come to and realize that Ryan's right in front of me in the parking lot, granted it's nighttime. I'm sure he was rocking out the music in his car, but eventually I managed to find my glasses and my phone on the on the ground around me, and I text Ryan like, "Hey, dude, I really need your help. I got hurt really bad," and he just doesn't text me. And basically, I laid on the ground for about 20 minutes, just feeling so helpless and just in so much pain. He kind of eventually got up and wobbled back into the house, locked the front door. Wobbled to the side door, went out of it properly, locked that door, and then proceeded to my car. We drove here, and I get out of the car, and he said, Why are you living, man? Like, what's going on here? And so I think he said something about, like, my age, like, old man, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I kind of lifted up my shorts, and, you know, my, you know I'm wearing shorts, so I kind of lifted up past my knee, and you can see it's all scraped up and bloody, and, like, I really fucked up my wrist pretty bad, too. And then we look, if you look down at both of my ankles, one looks normal, and one looks like I slipped a baseball underneath the skin, and uh, it, was, it was not good. But I must have been in shock, or I'm not really sure of the adrenaline. I, I don't know what happened, but Ryan was like, hey man, I, I have one more load of me if you want to go back to your house and fill up the truck and fill up my, my car. Do that one more time while you got my help. I was like, you know what? Need the pain? Like, I need, I need all the help I can get. Sure. So we went back. We filled up his truck. We filled up my car. And eventually, we came back to my house. He left. And because this room was so small, this space I'm in right now, which is my living room and my recording studio room, but uh, I started putting this desk because a lot of the junk that's in this room kind of fits on it and in it, and I needed to make room for my couches. So I did that, eventually go back to my house, take a shower, and fall asleep. I think, okay, I can sleep it off, no problem. The 
didn't seem to be too bad. Of course, you know, I was, I was, I've already been moving. I was doing things, but my blood's pumping, and just I wanted to get some shit done. So I wake up to pounding on my door. It's the gas guy who wants to disconnect me. So this is cool. Glad I called two weeks ahead of time. And uh, I swing my legs out of bed, forgetting I'm hurt. Just, oh, big mistake. Very big mistake. That hurts so bad. And then it's like, okay, well, you know, I was kind of limping last night. I'll just wait to the door right now and let the guy in. And I couldn't even limp on it. It, was, it hurt so bad. Just even like lifting it off the ground and letting it hang there, just being stretched from gravity. Pain. Just, there was nothing. So eventually I get to the door, let the guy in. He's in and out in about two minutes. And I'm sitting on my steps, just like, oh, what am I going to do? Like, this is my last day. This is on the 31st, and I was like, this is the last day I could be in this house. Like, what am I going to do? Like, I'm screwed. I can't even, I can't even do it. And it was a, it was a very scary feeling. Um, 39-year-old man, on his own, just, you know, was sick for a month and a half, missed a bunch of work. Now kind of getting behind in his bills whatever, um, has to move out, and it's just like the last of his money has to go to the moving truck and storage unit, but then it's like, can't walk, <laughs> and luckily, me and Ryan got a lot of the most important little stuff, um, so that's just like the heavy couches, and all the stuff in my garage, which is a straight steel metal welding table, just big, big heavy stuff. The garage and the basement were all that were kind of left. Well, anyway, so I'm just, just like praying to any and every guy that there may be out there, just in hopes that maybe, maybe something. I don't know. And, uh, you know, I kind of made a post on my Facebook wall. And surprisingly, like, the person that reached out, I would have never, never thought. It was one of my one of my best friends' wife. It was his wife's mother. Sorry, I'm pretty sure. And, you know, I was, I was scrambling all day. Um, but it was, it was my best friend's wife's mother. He's like, yeah, I'll come over there, no problem. Wow. Okay, and then Brian texted me right after. He's like, hey, man, don't even text anybody else. We'll have it done by three, which... Would have been impossible, but I was like, yeah, yeah, all right. And uh, so I was like, wow, okay. So I got these two people sweet, like, got to figure this out. <coughs> and I kept trying to limp on it, limp on it, kind of tried to move it around. It's like, it wasn't happening. It was so bad. And that day, it had swelled up even more than the day prior. And uh, the day it happened, I must have been shocked. It wasn't that bad. But the next day when I woke up, it was unbearable. So anyway, so now I got my buddy's wife's mom, and Ryan said he'd come back. And so it's a, you know I'm, I'm kind of hopeful at this point. I'm still like there's no way there's there's a, there's a lot of stuff, there's heavy stuff, and me and Ryan might have trouble doing it. Let alone you know my buddy's wife, his mom, and Ryan. There's no way. So I'm, you know I'm still kind of worrying. And all of a sudden, you know, my other buddy calls me, him, and John, 
he was on the floor before, he offered to bring his truck by, and his wife came by, and ladies and gentlemen, um, I hope, I hope a lot of you still have friends from your childhood. I, I went to Cub Scouts with John. I've known Dan since I was 13, 14. Sam, since I was 18, maybe a little younger, I don't know. But these people are now my family. And I consider them family 100%. <clears throat> and it's just nice seeing them all come together, especially when it really matters and it really counts. And it was, it was like a miracle. Couldn't believe it. Was uh, some something had my uh, something had my prayers? Maybe it's Facebook. <laughs> Facebook heard my prayers. But it was at that moment, like I was carrying something, I was limping down the stairs, and I saw everybody kind of like moving around, working, talking. And it was nice to see everybody too. It was kind of like a big hangout. But it was like these were. trying to loosen up my ankle, which eventually, hours and hours and hours later, I was able to kind of limp on and move around and like be mobile. And uh, what was scary is I think I had like 200 left on my credit card, something like that. When I rented the U-Haul truck, they, they blocked like $100 out, like they held it just in case. Maybe they had to charge me more, maybe they're going to give me more money back, whatever. I was like, uh-oh. Units are probably more than a hundred bucks. I'm like, that's the last one I got. So, whatever. We got the truck, loaded it up, <coughs> dropped off the couches here, and then uh, it was time to go get a storage unit. Now, U Haul closes at 7 p.m., and I think it was 6.37, 6.30-ish, maybe, when we got there. And I go. Same place I was again to return the truck to afterwards anyway. But I was like, yeah, I need to rent a unit. And she's like, what do you need? I said, five by ten. She's like, actually, we don't have one. I said, what? But we don't have one. I'm like, lady, I got, I know it's not your problem, but I got a full U-Haul truck of my stuff in the parking lot that I need to put somewhere. I have nowhere to put it. She's like, hmm. Calls the store, 
luckily was right down the road. Okay, I know it's a long shot, but you got any of those five by tens? He's like, we have one left. He's like, okay, I'm gonna hit Moses right now. Like, oh shit! Run in the truck, drive over there with my buddy Zach and Ryan. Get to the other place. Um, now keep in mind. I left my phone at the house I was leaving out on accident when we left with the U-Haul truck to drop stuff off. So, I am phoneless, and we get to the second U-Haul place, and the <coughs> taking my information, she's like, we need a card on file, I'll take the card. She's like, well, we need another, another person's name, phone number, and address on file. Yep, we need another person's phone number, address, name, Whoa. I left my phone at home. I left my phone at home. I had nobody else's number or anything. And she kind of gave me that, well, yeah, I guess you're kind of fucked then, aren't you? And I was like, yeah. Hold on, I got some buddies in the car out there. And luckily, Zach came in and sucked even more. On top of that was eventually he did decide, like, hey, okay, I'll stop him. But then it's like, hey, I don't have a lock either to put on the door. Uh, locks. You know, of course, they're right there. As you, you know, as you're ordering your locker unit or whatever, storage unit, you look to the right, there's a whole bunch of locks for like $29.99. Who put that? I'm just hoping because the storage unit I got was like 94 bucks plus tax, obviously. That hold put on my card. I don't know if I'm gonna be able to get this. So now we found a storage unit. Get there, about to be rung up for it. Like I don't, I don't know what's gonna happen. Thank God. And it was, it was so drawn out because she swiped my card or whatever, and you see the type of things, and she's like. Explaining the rules and stuff about the storage unit, still like typing more things. And I'm sitting there like, well, did it go through? Like, are you telling me this because it went through? Or. But it was like, you know what? And then you can't do this. And then you can't you come in after 10 if you pay more money. And blah, blah, blah. It's like, but did it go through? And she just handed me my card back. And then she's like, you're going to need this to get in. And blah, blah, blah. And Sign some other things, so I guess. I guess it fucking worked. <coughs> um, so then, when I'm like, okay, thank God, five, and then you got a unit, go through, figure out the hot situation. This got worse. How did it, how does it get worse at, at this point? When I finally found some salvation, you asked? She's like, well, um, the stairs are over here for blah, 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 blah. Like, okay, cool, but where's the elevator? She's like, oh, well, we don't have an elevator. So you're sending me to a storage unit on the second floor, and you're telling me the only way to get my stuff up there is I have to walk it up steps? 
like yes. What? Whatever. And then I look over at Zach, and he's just like motherfucking me left and right. He's like, oh, you piece of shit. Step me. Keep in mind, I have a welding table, all steel, metal, just weighs, it weighs so much. It weighs so goddamn much. And my kiln that I was building, and just, you know, didn't have any money to continue building. Like, that, that Birchwood house I was in, it was a great house. But I basically lived check to check, and I, I could not save or do anything else. So I really didn't get to do a lot with that kiln, unfortunately. Now, being in a place with no garage, Anyway, so we're at the storage unit. Fine, back up to the door. Coming to the realization how much it's gonna suck. It's me, Zach, and Ryan. But keep in mind, I'm kind of gimping around, so I can't do much. So these guys have to do all like the heavy lifting shit. And you know, now I'm starting to feel even worse. It's like I felt bad that they even had to do this in the first place. If I wouldn't have been hurt, I would have done this by myself. No problem. I hurt myself, and I was physically unable to do any of this, so, just on that alone, I felt bad, but now, we have to carry my entire garage up steps, down a long hallway, down another hallway, turn one more time, and then eventually we get to my storage unit, and the first time up there, I was like, God, I'm so sorry, if you want to just, like, kill me and bury me and put me in here and just lock me in, one of these and disappear, I understand. Uh, we got that thing unloaded. I did end up throwing away a chair because it wouldn't fit. Like, I only had a 5x10, but it would turn up once. And Zach, with his Texas like skills, I don't, I don't know how he got all that stuff in there. And what was scary was that metal steel welding bench I had, that was like the, literally the last thing put in there. Which, earlier I was up there and I saw how things were kind of so it was kind of worrying me, because Ryan and Zach came downstairs, and I'm just in the truck waiting, and, uh, like, we got everything in there. Like, everything. Like, everything. Like, how? How'd you get that thing thing? How'd you get my welding bench in there? There's no room. And, <laughs> well, Ryan's like, well, when you open the door, it's all going to fall on you, and he's going to kill you. Zach's like, no, it's fine. It's fine. Now, I've worked with Zach at the haunted houses, building these things, tearing them down for years. So I understand, you know, when you, when you tear them down, you have to put all this stuff on a semi-trailer, and you really have to pack it in there and strategically place things. So we'll give it to Zach. He's got some, he's got some packing skills. So part of me wasn't worried, but part of me was because of what Ryan said. But whatever, I didn't want to go up and look. I just, we, the truck is empty, we're done. I just want to go, drop this truck off, and go home. Go up to the new place. And then, anyway. It was, uh, it was a very trying day. A very over-emotional for me. A lot of ups and downs. It's like, will I get this? Won't I? Will I get this or won't I? Now I got this. I have no lock. What do I do? Oh, so to follow up with that story, my bad. So after we left the storage unit, whatever, let's 
next day comes, I find a lock here in my house, and I go up there to put it on there, well, I just, I had to look. I had to look and see how he did it. And I slowly opened that door, and I was like, I was scooted back. I was, I was far back as I could, just in case I had to do like a ninja backflip out the way. And I opened this thing up. It is. It was the last thing put in there. It just like balanced upside down on top of my fucking welder, which is just like this little plastic thing. Like that thing is just gonna smash my welder. It might not have yet, but just I don't know, man. I don't know how that little thing is holding that whole table up. That is a heavy ass table. But at this point, I'm just glad it's in there. I'm glad it's out of the way. I don't have to deal with it for now because. With the amount of shit that I have in this small, tiny place, it is, at this point, very hard to find places to put things. Like, I am, I am running out real quick. So, and I still have, like, a bedroom floor full of just miscellaneous stuff. Still need to finish putting my old music thing together. I just kind of got it together enough to get the show going. Episode in a new place. Welcome. Welcome, all of you. So exciting. Dane um, did call me. Pretty sure he would have came and been on the show, but. You know, the last show I did by myself is the last episode of the Bridgeford House, so I figured, you know what? I'll, I'll start this one myself. New house, new place. We'll just do it solo. And uh, we'll get the guys involved after this. What's cool right now is because this is my living room and jam room and studio room, it's all in one. Dane always was uh, bitching about seating and sitting down and sliding around and you know, always get couches. Oh, get couches. Well, guess what? Now we're in my living room. I have two couches set up. I can put the cameras literally anywhere in here, and the mics literally anywhere. So, uh, I guess we'll now be comfortable when they're here. It just sucks, though, because I was, I really loved doing the live music jam at the end of the show. And because of where I'm at and how this place is built and connected to one another, we could play music. We could have guitars. We could have keyboards. Anything you can plug in, we can have here. No problem. But uh, the drums and the actual like the kick drum when you when you hit that trigger, it's like it's very. It's still, it makes some like ground noise, and the neighbors would definitely hear that. Especially, you know, I do the show at midnight, and it might have to change. Everybody. Work has changed, everybody's schedule's changed, where I'm at now has changed. So we might change up the time here. Um time really works for everybody again. I miss having Sam here. And I know his schedule's all over the place for the moment. Um Dane just got a job back at one of his other places that he really loved working at, so good for him, but his schedule's different now, so I'll, I'll find something that works for everybody. I'll try to incorporate some music somehow. Like, I still might, you know, 
out some nice and fast here, and then, you know, try to jam out. Let's see what we do. Let's do it really fast, then. Let's do it. Yeah, so we, I guess we can still have live music, and since I'm going to have to loop the drums, it's probably, probably going to soon come down to it. So that right there, doing that with the finger dips. So we can have those. It's, it's not great ones. But nothing beats his live real drummer. And uh, so yeah, that's. <laughs> but seriously, everybody, uh, everybody that helped me lead the No, I will take care of you guys. I will be so big. Um, all throughout this move, and me being sick for a month and a half, really showed me that who my friends and real family were. And uh, I was actually surprised. I was pleasantly surprised. And I just couldn't, I couldn't be a luckier dude. There's, there's a lot of people that don't even have one, one close good person. I have quite a few. That's saying something. So I don't know what it's saying, but I feel pretty lucky. I'm pretty grateful. Thanks, guys. Love you guys. You're going to have a good summer. And uh, with me being in this small place, too, it is a different feel. Um, and especially how I have it set up, I kind of, kind of, Makes me want to jam. It's giving me that feel. Feels. Jamboree. The jamboree feels. So I am, I am really excited to have, you know, Dane and Sam and Ron and over and John and have them all sitting on the couch. That's what sucks. Like, I'm still going to have to sit in this wooden, terrible chair that you can see in the mirror behind me. Like, this bamboo thing. Not that comfortable. They're gonna be. They're gonna be on these couches. Keep in mind, this is it's a bit dirty in here. It's still arranging and cleaning and getting things set up. And it's been a long <laughs> But I'm just glad I got to get back out in here and do this thing tonight. Not as fun or as exciting as it normally is. That, but you know, I didn't even have a plan. Normally, I have my little whiteboard out with ideas and things to talk about. But this moving experience and friends and family experience and rental company experiences, Jesus, man. Like, I at first, when I was in that Birchwood house with Sandstone Realty, I didn't really have any problems with them. And again, it was my first experience with a rental company or anything like that. And anytime I needed anything or anything happened, I would call immediately and let them know. And they definitely came out and fixed a lot of stuff, which I think is why the owner eventually just wanted to sell the house because, like, hey, these electrical sockets are fucked up. I have a lot of electrical equipment. I need this to be fixed. Like, hey, this air conditioning. 
Because that doesn't work. I need you to come over and fix it. Because it's hot. But, uh, so that house is in better shape now than before I, Jesus, than before I got in there. So, the only thing I fucked up was the ceiling a little bit. You know, with all those staples in there for the, uh, the LED lights. I was gonna put, like, a cloud ceiling up, because I thought I was gonna be there for four years. Or longer. But, uh, I'm pretty glad I didn't put the clouds up, because... Tearing that shit down would have been a huge mess. But it was already bad enough with this poster board that I ripped down and doing all the staples that were left up. There was like, oh no, I'm gonna lose like $500. It didn't say anything, they only put down $2,100 security deposit. A lot of money. You just hold on to. <clears throat> so you know they're gonna milk it. Better not be more than five though. I, I don't know what I'd do. Flip out. I would flip out. But yeah, towards the end of me staying at that house, this company started getting a little shittier and shittier with me. In fact, like the owner sent over her own representative. And so now I'm talking to the rental company and this other gentleman. And uh, if you see the show, have to know that I have a lot of equipment. So it would make sense that I wouldn't want a bunch of strangers walking through looking at the house with all my stuff in it if I was not there. Now my availability at that time when they were doing all this was Friday, Saturday, Sunday. But I can't do it Sunday because I have to work. can't do it Friday because I have a show. Because like Saturday is the only time really I'm available. Oh my god, song. Um. Let me see if the people touch the show. Shit. Okay, so, so that's my availability. Uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. But Friday I do the show, so I need some time to the show. Usually when I get stuff done, like I go shopping, do my laundry, blah, blah, blah. So that's why I get shit done day. Sunday I have to work my other job. Saturday's like my only real free day. <laughs> it's like Saturday, if you want people to come by, that's fine. And at first he wasn't shitty about it. He had some people come over. And of course, like I told them everything that was wrong with it. I told them everything that I had them fix. I told them everything. I'm just honest, very blunt. Like, hey, so here it is. Then, towards the lease coming up to an end, the rental company stopped like really fixing stuff and caring about anything. They tried ripping off. Uh, I had rental assistance, and I was only there for one month, so I only needed help for the one month. But they sent an extra thousand for June. Now I'm not going to be there in June. I'm going to be fixed now, so it's like. What's gonna happen with that extra money? Does that count as overpayment and come back to me? So I text them about it. Like, hey, what's gonna happen with that? Now keep in mind, I already texted the home association that sent it, and basically they said anything over is going back to them. So like, fine, whatever. I'm just glad you helped me. I don't care, it's fine. I'd rather you get it back than these assholes have it. So when I texted 
the realty company. Um, yeah, I think I'd have to just go to the owner. They kept telling me this. Uh, so then I started, it's like, oh, you're going to try to keep this? And then they send me these statements where it's like, June, you owe this much money. It's like, I'm not going to be here in June. Why, do I, why did you send me a statement stating I will be here in June and I owe you money for June? And in fact, they just sent me one today. And they go, oh, for July's rent. Whoa. It's like, what is happening right now? But uh, on top of that, so, yeah, so they're trying to scam this company to help me. Now, the representative from the owner of the house, He's getting shitty with me. He's like, hey, if you want to stay there, don't you? I'm like, well, yeah, this is a great house. I really love it. I'd love to stay here for years if I could. Well, you gotta, you got to give me something more to work with. You gotta, uh, you, need, you need more days to come by and look at things. What is a Tuesday or a Wednesday? He's like, look, dude. He's like, you see my house. You see my equipment. I'm not comfortable with that. I'm sorry. I can give you Saturday. So... You know, Saturday, and people come by, and then he calls me, and he's like, I don't know what he said, but he said something along the lines of, like, I'm being uncooperative, so they might not want to rent to me, so it would probably be better if I gave him more days to keep a look at the house. Go fuck yourself, dude. Cool, yeah, it would be great, but guess what? Sucks for me, I guess, because I can't do that. I'm sorry. Saturday only. And you're lucky I'm even doing that. So you have one day to kind of like chill and do nothing and have to go show these people the house and make sure they don't steal my shit. So yeah, so he's making me out to be some bad guy because I won't let people walk through the house while I'm out there. Yeah, I'm very untrusted with people that are especially people I've never met, don't know. Especially people I do know and have met. <laughs> it's, just a, it's just a wild world, man. So you should be grateful that I'm even doing this at all because I'm sure a lot of people would tell you to just go fuck yourself and do it after I move out. You gotta remember, like, this is also my last month in the house and I'm really trying to enjoy myself and just like, this is my last month. I love this place. So, you know, I'm trying to soak it up and. And people come through, and there's a lot of bullshit. Again, probably gonna try to fuck me out of a lot of my deposit with, uh, with this whole ceiling matter, but I guess we'll wait and see. Guess we'll wait and see. They have 30 days from the day I move to get my, my deposit back. Now, because of all my friends and family that came to help me, that house was spotless. It was spotless. Like that house was in perfect, pristine condition. And it looked better than when I walked in that door for the first time. And uh, except for the ceiling upstairs. <laughs> that thing was black. But still, uh, it still was a good experience overall. Like, granted, I couldn't really go anywhere with friends, really, or do much of anything. Just having that house and being able to work in a garage like a real grown man and just able to have a lot of these experiences, it's, uh, it was definitely worth it. It's worth all the bullshit and uh, the frustration and the dealing with assholes and me right now, like, you know, trying to make up and uh, just, it was, it was worth it. And 
same thing and say, yeah, maybe I would have got thrown in there. But at the same time, having a whole house myself, it was, it was, a, it was a really good feeling. Really good feeling. And being from absolutely losing everything you have, living out in the woods, to having a house of your own for you to everything you really appreciate a lot. And a lot of times when I was in that house, I pictured just like sleeping by the fire in the woods at night, just like wishing I had something like this. And it was just like, just being able to have that experience. It was a, it was a beautiful, wonderful thing. Was it rough and hard to deal with at times? Absolutely. That's life. You're going to run into this shit everywhere all the time. show today, I'm going to go to Twitter and make a Twitter for this, so you guys can talk to me live, interact live, I really like that, there's people all around the world listening to the show, I would like to talk to you, I would like to hear what you have to say, it would be good stuff. place together and set up, get this job going, and uh, get my LEDs up somehow without putting holes in things. By the way, it'll be interesting. Like I said, I just put this together real quick, so so we're going to do that whole thing again. But uh, I'm so, I'm so ready to do another skit. seen TikTok videos here and there? Yes. Like Facebook, my sister sends me phones all the time. Oh, I get a personal message. 
So basically, basically give me another week or two. Oh yeah, Tic Tac. Thank you guys so much for Tic Tac. All that stuff. But uh, I've never, I don't have a Tic Tac app on my phone. Oh my god. Mike? <laughs> um, but yeah, so I think I'm going to start doing some Tic Tac videos with some skits. Because the one I did with my sister where I smashed her shit, I shit in her face. If you've not seen this yet, Highly advise you go watch it. Yes, yes, that's what I was saying. God damn it! Listen, I'm really throwed right now, and I'm easily distracted, Mike. And I already forgot what I said. Shit. <laughs> okay. Oh yeah. So I skate with my sister, and it was me smashing her face and my turds. It was a very long skit. It's funny, and I I thoroughly enjoyed making it. And I'm, those are there's gonna be more coming like that. Poop, yes. <laughs> but uh, I'm thinking I'm gonna get on that uh, TikTok thing and uh, probably make some sort of funny, or at least try. It's funny to me. If you don't like it, I don't care. As long as I'm entertained, that's all that matters. And I, if you happen to like it too, which you probably might, then that's pretty cool. That's pretty tight. Be mad about it, but uh, I think I got a lot of good stuff for you. And if you if you could see the stuff that like I said, I have like four pages, nothing but skit ideas. But it's just like, do I have friends that will do them with me? A lot of them, if you see my sister's skit, uh, they don't want to be involved with anything like that. <laughs> it's very understandable. I get it. But also, it sort of makes my job a little harder. So it's like I might have to Eddie Murphy and be all the characters again. <laughs> What's really great is in that sister shit video, uh, my, my strong field cousins, they're, they're like some higher class people, I would say. You know, they're good kids, but uh, raised in strong field. Anyway, um, they're, they're comments video, which I thought was going to be something way more severe and intense, like, how could you shove your sister's face in your turds? Or, like, that's disgusting, Brian, why would you do that? Instead, their comment was, your sister didn't wear makeup like that. <laughs> I mean, they're not wrong, but I just, that threw me off. I was expecting anything but something like that. Brian, you're a piece of shit for doing that to your sister. Just anything. But just, your sister didn't wear makeup like that. It's like, well, first of all, it's not makeup. It was dry erase marker. Second of all, I mean, I'm pretty sure there's been moments where she looked like that. Trying to make up on. Uh, there has to be. Every little girl trying makeup on like her mom had one of those moments. But I was also trying to illustrate I was a female. And that was the best way I knew how to do it. Let's put my makeup on. This is an exaggerated, terrible lipstick type. But after watching that, about 25, yes, Mike, that was a real, that, that was real life that really happened. If, if you don't know the story I'm talking about, I will sum it up real quick. 
This is a real story. I was put in the hallway. I was pissed at my mom and my sister. Eventually, they pushed me to the point where I took a tiny little turd in the hallway. I convinced my sister to come over and look at it. I told her I didn't know what it was. I smelled it. It didn't smell like anything. Maybe she could figure it out. She went down on her knees to smell it. smashed her face in it. She ran to my mom. My mom flipped out. My dad walked into the room and then blackout. I can't remember anything past it. So, real story happened. I just made kind of like a comedy sketch about it. I may have exaggerated some things, like the, the sister montage when she walks back and forth 20 times, but... I mean, pretty much that's kind of how it happened. But as soon as my dad walks in the door, uh, seriously, like, I black out. I can't remember anything. So it's like, I'm pretty sure he beat my ass. But it was well-deserved. Anyway, uh, I was a young kid. We, I don't know, I think I was probably like six or seven. Something like that when this happened. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. My dad definitely beat me uh, hard. Yeah, Mike, that, that beeping you're hearing is Mike interacting with the show. And this is this is what I hope to happen. So I'm gonna get I'm gonna get a Twitter for this so everybody can be involved. Because right now he's just like personally messaging me, so it'd be funnier to see what other people have to say about this. But uh yeah, rightfully so I got my ass kicked. I mean I shit on the carpet and so my sister's face in it. So like I'm sure it dug into the carpet and I didn't clean it up, so I don't know who had to clean that, but it wasn't me. But that's one of the many stories and skits that I have, and I have a lot more that are going to probably be, you know, longer, but I have a lot of ideas, too, for some stupid short TikTok videos, and I guess that's just the place to do it, so I'm going to download me a TikTok app and uh, get started on some stuff, because uh, I think uh, we can bring some funny stuff to the table, as long as you can handle it, I suppose. You can handle my first skit. Pretty sure the rest of them are at least that level with paint. Maybe. But that's another reason I want to get a website. Uh, if I can get a website going, uh, start doing some like naked gargoyles in the woods, like do that live streaming, and then if the show ever takes off, just like go around the, the United States and just do naked gargoyles randomly on just highways around the world, just stream it. <laughs> It'll be like the, uh, the subscriber paid content. <laughs> it's cool, bro. I don't care if you are or not. It's fine. Um, when I post this on Apple, iTunes, and Spotify and shit, uh, this one app tells me where everybody's listening from and stuff. And there's people in like Germany and just all over the fucking place, man. It's crazy. <laughs> Actually, we were, uh, Mike said, do a skit about Ron raging because he had to walk to uh, his car from the woods on his own when he peed uh, on Dane's TV. And uh, actually, we were going to bring that up the one day. We just kind of forgot about it. <laughs> we were going to ask Ron about it, like, hey, so what led up to this? And, you know, we still kind of plan on doing that. I just always forget every time he's here. Because it's just like, I'm so happy to see my dudes, and then we just start talking about random stuff. And you see me now, you see me now. I just can't remember shit. I'll be talking about it, and then I'll read something for a second, and completely forget. You see how this is going. You see how this is going. So, my situation now is ahead of me, and then 
next room, there is the first house. It's like the front house. And that is where the landlord stays with his wife. And then there's, you know, an older couple. And behind me in that place, there's another elderly woman. So it's like, uh, I, I'm coming from a, a house where, you know, I would scream like an animal when I played video games. When I sing, I would belt out. This is what I just did there earlier with the echo and stuff. This is what I like. I can't take that like the third day. <laughs> when I was, I was playing, uh, playing some Call of Duty with my buddy Dane the other day, last night, three in the morning, whatever, I was screaming like, fucking shit, he's in the titties. <laughs> but of course, I was screaming this shit. And like, it was like, kill that not even thinking about it. And then, you know, kind of after I paused the game and turned it off and took my headphones off, it's like, oh. So I was almost kind of like waiting to walk out of my door today when I woke up and just like, the landlord just put their arm around me like, yes, this ain't, ain't going to work out. He said, he said something. He said, motherfucking pre-plops. He said, the steebles with the beebles. Those, those aren't even words. No, like, yeah, because they're, they're pretty religious, I guess. They were both separated, and they met each other. I don't know if it was at, like, church or something, but, like, yeah. So the things I was saying, they probably wouldn't really agree with or, or like too much hearing me say. Uh, well, I guess people see it later. I'm just saying you can talk to me right now. Try to use live chat. Live chat on what? I don't see you in Twitch. I only stream on YouTube and Twitch when I do these shows. So, <coughs> I don't look at the YouTube stream. I look at my Twitch one. As far as people trying to talk to me live. But, uh, but that's why I'm going to get to Twitter, though. So everybody can just go there and talk to me on Twitter for the show. But the show does have a Facebook, too, so you can just straight Facebook message this show on Facebook. Let's see. Most religious people are down with the bleep blocks. Hold on, let me get my YouTube. Too, but if they just tune into my show, they're gonna know real quick. It'll be no surprise to them, I'm sure. Like, this motherfucker's talking about pre flops. It'd be funnier if pre flops was a real thing. It was like race related, and I'm just saying some like terrible shit and I have no idea. Man's got the deedle with the pre flops, man. The deedle with the pre flops. The deedle with the pre flops. 
exciting part of the show right now. Not really. So I apologize. Guys, right now I'm just getting ready to try to play some live music. See if I should hooked up right, which at the moment it doesn't seem like it is.
Oh. Mm -hmm.